0: welcome to c3 church towerer you're about to hear a message from our senior pastor Bill Oldfield. get ready to be inspired to live your best life all that I am, Lord, I follow you all of my days now look Be dedications don't you love children one of the things that happened to the church long ago it lost relevance especially in the 60s and 70s with the cultural revolution and a lot of other things got more relevant uh, sex drugs and rock and roll and oh, lots of wayward stuff and then the 70s was just party time the church lost a lot of ground you know, there, there, was, there, was cultural, there was a cultural war, basically. And, and church lost ground for good reason, too. It became non-relevant. Uh, there weren't preaching messages that weren't relevant to families, people. And of course, then the 80s came, and thank you, John Wimbo, who's in heaven now, and introduced the Holy Spirit back to the church. And uh, that was a move of God. And the church became anointed again and empowered by God's Spirit. And we started to talk about the empowering presence of God. And people realized, oh my God, we're just not coming to a building. We're coming to the Lord. The Bible says, come boldly. It says in Hebrews, come boldly to the throne of grace. Now the other version of church that is, is acceptable, but we could put a whole bunch of pomp and ceremony between you and God and I would be acting very sensible right now. I wouldn't be freaking you out. I wouldn't be impressing upon you my attitude, my anointing, my charisma. Downplay that as much as I could. And then we put a lot of pomp and ceremony between you and I. And then you can relax then. You might even be able to look at me right now. And we have people that come to a church like this and say, It's too much for me. They're in your face, it's too real. They're talking about money. They're talking about sex. They're talking about... Because, you know, that's one of the greatest challenges to a marriage. Uh, Hello. And they're talking about really knowing God. So what we call that is, is giving context. Giving context. God wants to give context back to the church. Baby dedications, if we don't understand what they're about... It's just a ceremony. So let, let me just try and give you some context. Uh, Psalm 139 verse, and we will dedicate some beautiful babies here, and I might even hold them up to the Lord. Is that cool? Got to have context, because then if you don't have right context, you could have a misconception. If you don't have a right concept, you could have a misconception. Bible says in Psalm 139 verse 13 to 17, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, Praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. 15. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious! To me are your thoughts, O God. How vast the sum of the thoughts towards each and every one of us. So, there was this woman called Hannah in the Old Testament. She prayed uh, for a child. She was a God fearing woman and uh, knew God intimately. And she would go to the temple, worship God, pray for a child. In fact, she would cry and intercede with tears for a child of her own. The priest, Eli, was sitting on a seat by a pillar of the temple and was watching her closely. He was moved by the woman's passion and her heart's desire for a child. In her prayer, she made a promise to acknowledge God and commit the child to God for his glory. She continued to worship and pray, and soon she had a child. She named the child, which meant asked of God. After a little while, she remembered what she had promised And returned to the priest and said, the Lord had given me what I have asked for. And now I want to acknowledge and commit my child to the Lord. The young child grew up in the presence of God with the priest and learned the ways of God. Hannah knew that God had given her a child. She praised God for all his goodness. God, in fact, still wants us to thank him for the gift of life in our children. And that's why we have this simple ceremony in the presence of God to acknowledge these precious gifts. The greatest gift of all is the Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God gave His only beloved Son, Jesus, so that all who believe in Him will be saved from their sins and live forever in heaven. We know that. I should mention also that Hannah's child was most special because after some time the child began to hear the voice of God. The child thought it was hearing things, but the priest said, next time you hear the voice, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And God spoke to the child and gave wisdom and understanding in certain things that needed God's help. Ephesians 6.4 says, we are commanded to bring up our children in the training and in the instruction of the Lord. In fact, God has called us to lead, guide, nurture, love, Discipline our children. God has sovereignly placed us in authority over our children. Just in the fact that we are celebrating and dedicating the birth of these children in God's presence before friends and family tells us, I believe, we have a bold, courageous new generation of Christian families relying and trusting in God for all their needs and declaring to all their trust and And reliance in Him. Amen? Joshua 24 verse 15 says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Who can say an amen to that? Deuteronomy 6 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Verse 7. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Amen. We believe in this generation that we will usher in, that in fact, our children will usher in the last great harvest of souls in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's an expectation, I believe, that our children are born for such a time as this, like Queen Esther. And so we feel a great responsibility as parents to train our children That is, to nurture and admonish our children in the ways of the Lord and in his word. Children need parents who understand the times and understand their hearts. Big statement. Understand the times and understand the heart of the children. It is a noble thing to train our children to become like Jesus. We know that. The church and the people of God are rising all over the earth in response to the times. Paul echoed the message in Romans 12, 2, he said, Do not be conformed to this world. This is the message to be taught by parents who want their children to be like Jesus. So let's pray. Our children will have the mind of Christ. Our children's minds will be alive and responsive to the Holy Spirit. Our children are becoming more conscious of God. Our children will have peace overcoming life's difficulties. Let's pray that. Our children becoming single-minded, praying for solutions. Our children will walk in humility. Our children will walk in purity, resisting the standards of this world. Raising spiritually healthy, intelligent kids who love Jesus, act like Jesus, reflect Jesus, and want to spend time with Jesus can be done in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Raising them on the rock-solid foundation of Jesus Christ is our heart and our passion for parenthood as born-again believers. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.